Hey, you, you want to see something really scary? What's your favorite scary movie? I'm going to scare the hell out of you. What was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. They're coming to get you, Barbara. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. What's blood for, if not for shedding? Welcome to Fright Night. Welcome back to Jump Scare. I'm Betty. And I'm Shed. This week we're covering 2021's The Retaliators. Luke 18, verse 3. Here's a parable about a woman seeking vengeance for a wrongdoer who victimized her and then escaped justice. But Jesus tells us when a sinner goes unpunished, he is only free from man's law. When man's law fails, God's law prevails. Mr. Bishop, Mr. Bishop, hold it. Mr. Bishop. Detective Sawyer, I'm sorry about your loss, Pastor. Don't think this was a case of road rage. Sarah was found with her hands zip-tied to the steering wheel. I'm acquainted with this sort of hurt. I know the futility. How'd you get through it? I got healed. How? I'm going to tell you about an opportunity I was once given, and I'm going to offer you that same opportunity. I've got the guy, John. How'd you like one minute? One minute alone. John, I want to introduce you to the man who murdered your daughter. It's time for you to heal, John. My only rule is you can't kill him. Count the moments. He stole from your Sarah. No turning back, John. You can't find your own brother? Look harder. This isn't you. You're scaring me. Daddy, you okay? Who the hell are you guys? Where's my brother? Come on! She fought harder than you do! This film is actually set to be in theaters September 14th. Today. That is today. Really? That's today? Wow, okay. Uh, (laughs) It is directed by Samuel Gonzalez Jr., Michael Lombardi, and Bridget Smith. Um, There's a reason for that, actually. And Shed had the opportunity to kind of touch base with that with the creators. Yeah. I talked to uh, the Gear brothers who wrote this, uh, Darren and John Allen, And they said that they were, I'm just going to read what they replied to me with here, is that they were literally uh, two weeks into shooting the third week of March 2020. The first national lockdown happened when we were deep in the forest doing the scenes there. 
Our SAG rep told us we were literally the last union production in the world, and then we got shut down. We continued to shoot through the early days of the pandemic, and it was insanity. COVID tests were thousands of dollars. We had to shut. We had to switch coasts. I'm sorry. We were shut down multiple times. We went through multiple directors. Actors would drop out. We would have to reschedule. But Michael Lombardi, who is also in the movie as the star, was able to direct a lot of the scenes, and he, that's how they were able to get it finished because. A lot of the scenes near the end, apparently, where they're in the woods, uh, the actor, Michael Lombardi, actually directed those. So it kind of helped him out because otherwise they probably wouldn't have been able to finish it with all the lockdown restrictions. Yes, and there are a ton of cameos in this movie. Yes. Um, you got a lot of uh, rock people. Tommy Lee's in it. Yeah, you've got people from Five Finger Death Punch. You've got uh, was it Glenn Shaddix from Papa Roach. Yeah, so you've got quite a few people popping up, and they address that as well. Uh, they said that the musicians became involved with uh, with our script was a surprise that we've been beyond thrilled about. Uh, they said people, a lot of people, when they reviewed it, the terms rock and metal were mentioned affectionately multiple times. Uh, they said their favorite example was a review of the script that said, The insanity of the third act feels like the birth of metal. <laughs> uh, the key to getting the music and musician involvement was Michael Lombardi. Says my brother and I uh, partnered with Michael early on, and we wanted him to play the lead. He told us he would get the movie produced. The first thing Michael did was connect the script with uh, Alan Kovac, producer of the the Dirt. Alan had the immediate vision to connect the rock bands he was affiliated with and managed to the project, both through bringing back the the lost art of epic rock soundtracks and also by infusing the rock artists into the right acting roles. All of this was uh, crystallized by Alan Kovac's vision of what rock music could mean for this movie and what this movie could mean for rock music. It says, on top of the incredible bands and songs, uh, we also had the honor and thrill of having the Stranger Things composers Michael Stein and Christopher Dixon score the film. They watched an early cut of it and wanted to do it. So they got a lot of really talented people to be involved with it musical-wise, musically-wise. Yeah, even uh, Brian O'Halloran, O'Halloran from Clerks is in it. He has a cameo. Yeah, it's kind of nice to see him in something outside of the Kevin Smith universe. Yes, I was actually, I was like, um... I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) Yeah, you you see a lot of the cameos on the trailers and the posters and that, but I wasn't expecting uh, him to be there. Now, there's some people in the movie that are recognizable. Of course, Michael Lombardi himself. He was in a lot of TV shows over the years, including all the seasons of Rescue Me. And he was also in the uh, movie Flesh-Eating Mothers when he was very young. He would have probably been about maybe 12, 13 when that came out. And... You also have uh, Joseph Gatt playing one of the bad guys. And when if you see him and think he looks familiar, if you've ever played God of War, he's the guy who they used the likeness of and did the motion capture with, capture with for God of War. I thought that was an interesting uh, little tidbit there. Uh, another person that's in this that I have seen in a lot of things, and you have too, his name is uh, Robert John Burke. He was the guy who replaced Peter Weller in RoboCop 3 mm-hmm. as RoboCop. He's been in Thinner. He's been in Tombstone. He's been in tons of uh, Law & Order for the last 20 years. He's been on it as like an IAB uh, officer. So he's been in a lot of TV. He's one of those faces that when you see him, you're like, oh, that guy. I know him. He's always in something playing a cop or a, an official. or you know, He's always somebody in there in the background of it, but he's always recognizable and always does a good job. So, to uh, we don't want to, because we usually do films that are, 
I shouldn't say usually. I would say a certain percentage of the films that we review and discuss are much older films. We have covered many newer films, but they're usually have already been out for at least a day or two. Yeah. And by that time in this world, that means like millions of people have already seen it <laughs> and there's like 9,000 reviews. And spoilers everywhere. This is a film that we had the opportunity to view way beforehand. And like I said, it's going to be released today. I would consider this film to be a horrorama. A horror drama. A horror drama, yes. There you go. Yes. Uh, I know that's not a real thing, but that's what I'm going to... Because... <laughs> I don't know if it's because there were multiple directors or it, it, actually the direction is fine. Um, the movie f- goes, you know, and flows. It just, when the you last wa- part is wildly different than the first part. Yes, but it's, it it's to be expected based on what happens in the film. It's just in the beginning of the film, the movie does have character development they have to because you have to understand what bishop's thinking how he's feeling you know decisions he makes all of that takes uh all of that adds to what happens in the middle of the film towards the end of the film yeah and but the way there it's so different than any horror film really that i've seen because it's so it's so drama filled. I mean, there's so much emotion, and it felt very. Um, I don't know what the word is, but you know, I, I I just wasn't expecting it. I I wasn't expecting that direction. And then it's like the middle to end. It's like a roller coaster. It's like holy, ch- and then you don't even see. Like I had no idea it was gonna go in that direction. It took like a total turnaround. Yeah, it starts off, and if you had told me this was on, like, just a regular network as, like, a drama about what happens when uh, someone loses a, a child, for the first, like, 30, 35 minutes or so, it would have been like, oh, okay, yeah, I see that. And it would have just been, like, a, you know, like a law and order kind of thing, I guess. Like, yes. It would be like that, and then at the end, there would be, like, maybe a little shootout with the guy, and they would arrest him and have the trial. But where it goes is so different it's one of those ones that takes you by surprise it's like if you can show someone uh from dusk till dawn and they don't know what's going on with it and they think it's going to be another tarantino crime movie and then suddenly vampires appear and they're like what what the fuck yeah the fuck just happened here there's not vampires in this but it does take an equally interesting turn and there's there's a lot of things going on in the film too like a lot of plots there's yeah. there's multiple things but they all converge into one and complete the story so it's not like you're left like okay what what was that about you know like cliffhanger like what why did we go through all of that um but yeah you have i mean if this was like a joe bob episode if we were gonna go through the list right yeah. <laughs> you have drug deals there's revenge gang violence sermons yeah oddly enough this is one of the few horror movies with church scenes in it that don't involve like sacrifice or trying to kill the vampire at the church <laughs> gore and dot 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 I, i'm not gonna you know give it away what the other part is but the the horror part 
Um, oh, can we also put, can I also say there's a barn equipment and also um, underground dwellings. There you go. Boom. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it starts off and I kind of, in a way, wish that they hadn't started off like they did. It starts off with a scene where you see two girls in a van and something crazy happens to them. And it's not even, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to because I was thinking about that as I was watching the film. Like, it, I rewatched it. And that part of the beginning is not even the middle of the movie. That's kind of like, yeah, I don't want to say towards the end, but... It's getting there. It's it's a little towards the end where you're like, oh, okay. But yeah, I see what you're saying. If they had not started with that, it had just started with the normal... Because you knew... They did that, and like you know, something terrible is going to happen later on. Yeah, you know that this is going to happen because you recognize, you know, the guy when you see Bishop. You're like, oh, okay, this is going to be bad for him later on. So in a way, that was one of my the only real quibble I have with it is I wish they had just started with the normal events. But I can see their thought was if you start the movie and it just seems like a regular drama, people might not stick around. Exactly. But if you know that, like, oh, some crazy shit's going to happen later, I just want to wait to get to it. But, I mean, I see why they did it, but at the same time, I kind of think I would rather have been completely shocked by it later than to know what was coming. Yeah. Because we didn't see a trailer for this or anything. Like, so we got the advanced screener for it, and we went into it blind, not knowing anything about it. Yeah, just what basically whatever they sent the screener was just basic description. Yeah. But that's that's all that we got. And... Like I said, that's my thing with it. I would have rather just not seen anything up front and just let the normal events play out and then, you know, be completely freaked out when everything happened. But we haven't really said what the basic plot of it is. Um, Bishop is a young single pastor um, who's a dad raising two daughters. And one of them is a teenager. Um, they're, I guess they'd lost their mother. Yeah. And they're kind of dealing with the grief of that. And that's been actually, I think, like two years. It had been some time. It yeah, had been a little bit. And, um, you know, just basic dad struggles. And, of course, you know, he's holding on maybe a little tighter than normal because the mom has passed. So Yeah. And then, of course, like in all things, you know, so there's character development. You get kind of that whole relationship with, you know, a teenage daughter, a pastor, dad. You see him at work, you know, doing his sermons and stuff like that. So you kind of get character development on his part and what kind of a human being he is. Yeah. And then... um. Kind of like, and this is, we're not giving anything away. It's literally in the trailer. Yeah. We finally watched the trailer afterwards. <laughs> yeah, we just watched the trailer. Unfortunately, one of the daughters gets uh, brutally attacked. I, well, I shouldn't say brutally attacked, but something really bad happens to her. And then the father has to go. Um, he is just overstricken with grief, has to find revenge. And along the path of revenge... Uh, he stumbles upon some crazy shit. Yeah, it. I who yeah. who knew I who knew that would have gone in that direction? It's like what? And then the interconnecting story, um, which I don't want to give her up, but the interconnecting story that person has his own story, yeah. and you get character development for that person. And, you know, and that story is a lot. I mean, it was hard to watch, which, I mean, is the whole point, right? Yeah. But 
not only were the horrors, you know, later on in the film of what happens, but just the horrors of man. Like, how terrible. And I think that I found the contrast interesting how men make the monsters, but men also are the monsters, can also be the monsters. Yeah. You know, they're, they are, and they are also the creators of, of them. So that whole, there's a lot going on in that whole, like, psycho you know, psychology, the psychology of it all. Yeah, and it, the thing it does really well is, like, a lot of these slasher movies and things that are out there, you don't get to be around the people for very long. You know, there there's teenager number two, and then they're killed. Yeah. This one, like, there's a couple of scenes of that where you're like, oh, okay, they just had to get somebody in there so you know exactly how scary everything was going to be, which is kind of the scene at the beginning. Yeah. But the rest of it, you really, you know, even people you don't necessarily agree with what they've done, you feel bad for them when things start happening because you're like, oh, yeah, he he might not have deserved that. And I see where he was coming from with the stuff, but maybe... You know, he clearly needed some psychological help, not just being left on the job to do it, you know? Yeah. You know, so yeah, and it's a revenge story for two fathers. Yeah. You know, um, and how they deal with it and how, what different paths they take, um, even though they do meet, they their, their, their paths do cross and then end up to the end result. Um, I also, now I'm, we're discussing it, I'm thinking about it, that beginning scene, not that I, I do agree with what you're saying. I wish they would have not had that, but I understand why they had to have it so they can hook you in, no pun intended, um, because when you see, if you've seen enough horror movies, this is the thing of when you've watched horror movies for like 20, 30 years, Okay. You have seen so many horror movies that you already know, oh, there's a van, there's kids in a van, they're in a desolate area, dead. Don't even like these characters. Don't even, don't even, oh, I like her shirt, or oh yeah, she's so nice. Dead, 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 dead. Everyone's dead. There's no point in liking any of them because they're not going to make it. Okay, that already tells me they were just, uh, what is it? Um, cannon fodder? No. Yeah. Cannon fodder, yeah. <laughs> they were just cannon fodder. So it's it's one of those things where you're just like, ah. But if you haven't watched a lot of horror films, maybe you don't know the signs, the tropes, so to speak. Then you'd be a little more surprised by it. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, okay. Like the first thought when everything was happening, all I thought was the hills have eyes. Like the hills have eyes. That's all that I was thinking. Um, oh, and then, of, uh, and then of course, well, the first thing was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Then the hills have eyes. But And then when the things happened, I thought, ah, is this going to be about zombies? Yeah. Because it seemed a little bit, not necessarily zombies, more of like the 28 days later kind of thing. Yeah, those are still zombies. Yeah. They're just live. Yeah, well, and they're fast. Yeah. That revolutionized zombies. Who, who, first of all, that's like the whole thing with Chucky. Like, hello, just kick him and punt him. He's so small and it's so slow. <laughs> Look at the size of his legs. He can't, like, hello, hello. He can't run very fast. No, so it's like a slow zombie. Um, I could just be there with my fucking shotgun, you know, a far distance. That's why they always made sure to have... Hundreds or of sniper them. rifle, actually. Let yeah. me let me let me replace the gun that and my imaginary gun in this 
imaginary uh, That's why they scenario. Had so many of the zombies in the Romero things because if it was just one or two zombies, they could easily outrun them. Yeah, just kick them in the shit and go around. Yeah, cut the leg off, cut the head off, you're fine. But once they started getting fast, it was like, well, I'm dead. Yeah, I cannot run the slow zombie, but yeah, I cannot run the fast zombie. I cannot run the zombie that power walks, much less one that actually runs. <laughs> Uh, I have to say that the uh, actor that you had mentioned before, the God of War guy. Uh, yeah, his last name is uh, Gat. He, Joseph uh, Gat. Ram is the guy's name in the film. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he he was an evil bastard. Like, that guy. And I felt also he had some Terminator qualities. It was like, yeah. he would not fucking die. It was just like, I yeah. can't with you. And he was just so maniacal. He was pretty scary. Yeah. He would be a good Terminator, wouldn't he? He would be a good Terminator. That's a, he, They should look out for him if they ever do another one of those, because he'd be pretty good at it. Very and, menacing. Yeah. And you know, he's probably a super nice guy in person. Every time you see one of these creepy, horrifying people on the screen, when you meet them or see them on things, they're always really nice. Yeah. So it just must be the contrast of, I get to take all the demons I've got inside and just put them on the screen, <laughs> and then the rest of the week I'm nice. Yeah, that's how they're able to maintain their... Their niceness. Yeah, nothing bothers them because they got to be super evil all day on Saturday. Like mad evil. Like really evil. So yeah, I enjoyed the film. I I give it a... I, I don't know how many knives I give it. I, I'm going to have to think about that. Do you I'm have gonna, a scale? Yeah, I was going to say give it three out of a four. It's good. The only thing that really takes it down me a little bit is the way that it was the beginning of it. I just wish they had been a little more surprising. Like I said, I understand why they did it. But it, like you said, when we saw it, I was like, oh, well, either this is going to be one girl survive somehow and has to go back into something or we're not going to see him again then it was like oh no we're not going to see them again yeah um i give it two and a half knives i I think the pacing maybe the editing could have been a little better um overall if i it was enjoyable uh when we do get to the midway the the drama part and and i it's one of those things like i understand the choices like i get it but at the same time, I feel like maybe it could have been a little like getting to the point or just a little faster. But when you do that, and it's one of those like, in another podcast, I'm like, oh, there was no character development and I didn't <laughs> yeah. like this movie. But in this movie, there was too much character development. And it, and, it, and that just took too much time to get to know these people. <laughs> it, it, I'm fucked. I'm just, I, I'm a crazy lady. What can I say? <laughs> but yeah, overall, it's a great movie. I had a lot of fun with it. It, uh. Like you said, I can agree a little bit. It was a little slow at parts, but once it kicks off, then it's once it gets going, it doesn't stop. Yeah, the music's great. The the all the scenes where there's and I'm not a gore person, and I did have to close my eyes a lot of the times because I, the, I look, I can watch someone go around blowing people's like zombies' heads off or a slasher going around doing his or her thing. But when it's like violence, that's an everyday thing. That really seems real. Yeah, when it's real, because it is real, because it does happen to people all the time. That's the part where I'm just like, I cringe and I can't get through it because someone has experienced this. This is not some fictional tale. You know what I mean? It's like I've said about Hellraiser. Pinhead shooting hooks at me and ripping me apart. That's you know, scary. I'm like, ooh, that looks like that hurt. But it doesn't really freak me out. The part in Hellraiser that freaks me out is where, uh, not Frank, uh, the other guy the, that Andrew Robinson plays, 
uh, tears his hand on the back of the nail as they're moving the like oh, mattress yeah. up in because that's something that could happen to you. Yeah, you're not going to get ripped apart by hooks, but you might step on a nail or rip your hand open on something like that. And then when you see that, you're just like, oh, god, that hurt because you've experienced something. Not maybe that not exact thing, but you've stabbed yourself or stepped yourself, on a nail, done something terrible. Yeah. You know that gets that reaction, that you know fear memory of oh god that hurt so bad when i did that i have to say with your luck with things that would be that would happen to you yeah, that could happen to me easily. so i could totally understand where you were like freak the fuck out over that so this kind of stuff when there's in this you know you're more likely to this doesn't spoil much but you're more likely to get you know attacked by just a random person and stabbed or yeah. shot or beat up than you are any kind of crazy chainsaw murder you know exactly so that's why that stuff always feels a little more realistic and a little, even if it's a, in the craziness that's like happening in this movie, you still cringe a little more because by the time you care about the characters and then this terrible stuff happens and it's, you know, realistic kind of stuff in a way with just being stabbed or being beat up, then yeah, that really gets to you. Yeah. And then when Jed, the cop that crosses paths with Bishop and he helps him out or whatever, when the when there's a reveal of what act what he's actually doing, that's the part where I'm just like, my head fucking exploded. I was like, oh jeez, that's crazy. Yeah, that's intense. Like, whoa, creepy. First of all, like I've said before, never trust anybody that lives in a house all out in the middle of the woods alone. You can live out far from the city. But if there's other houses around, like a like a suburban neighborhood, a couple miles from the city, that's fine. But when you go build your house out in the middle of the woods where there's no one else around, there's only a dirt road to get to your house, you're up to something shady. That's, <laughs> that's the true. only reason to be out there. <laughs> yeah, shadiness galore. Either you hate not... people real bad and you can't stand to see anyone, or you're up to something shady out there. And judging by every horror, cop, or even comedy movie they've ever seen. Anybody that has their house alone in the wilderness is up to something no good. <laughs> this is very true. Well, we appreciate uh, the opportunity to view this film beforehand and to discuss it. Um, you should check it out. It will be available today. It's going to be in theaters today. Uh, and then I'm assuming it'll be on demand and different things after that. But like today, it's available in theaters. There's uh, special showings of it uh, all over the country. All right. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode. This was a little appetizer as we um, had an episode at the beginning of the month and where we have one at the end of the month. We usually don't have ones kind of like in the middle anymore. Um, but so you get a little extra jump scare this month. <laughs> and stay tuned to the horror. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night. Good night.